I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons and Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out the Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Join co-hosts Will and Brian as they break down the lore of a rich multiverse 50 years in the making in a lighthearted and beginner-friendly way. They cover everything from character creation options to tips for Dungeon Masters. There's something for everyone, no matter how long you've been playing TTRPGs. Find the Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube. It's Caitlin Brodnick and Sue Smith, and we're so excited. We have a mini scamisode today. <laughs> yes, we have a mini scamisode for you. Hope you um, want a mini scam. Yeah, we're just we're checking in. Sue and I are both calling in from home with comforters on our heads, trying to get the audio correct. <laughs> to be honest, we look ridiculous. <laughs> we look really bad. I need to screenshot this. Um, I sent my entire family away so that I could just do this. Talk to um, a woman in a in a cardigan, <laughs> in a comforter across the country. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. I you keep cutting out. It's I might go in thing. a different room. Oh, yeah. Mercury's in retrograde. I don't know. I don't know. If anybody is really good at horoscopes, please call in and tell us because part of the time I think horoscopes are a complete scam because my dear close friend just started doing horoscopes randomly for her website and I was like, that's fake. But also I think some people are really tapped in and once, well, I don't know. Okay. Caller, please tell us or listeners, if you think are horoscopes, people and psychics the same, because we went to a psychic and a psychic told my little sister, she was one's royalty. (laughs) And my sister like was like, you know what? It checks out. (laughs) And she ran with it. But then what is the difference between a psychic and a horoscope reader? That's what I don't know. And I don't want to offend anybody, but I just need to know because I, I would really like to know that need help on figuring out what's happening in my life. <laughs> I would like that too. Here's the thing. I was really into psychics for like maybe like a year, really into Susan Miller. And I think that it was just um, 
I would read it like religiously every day and I'd be like, oh my God, this is going to happen today. This is going to be happen today. And her stuff is overly positive. So I don't know. I think it was just a way of trying to control my life. Like thinking that like, oh, this and, and as a performer, you have zero control over your life and what happens in your career and all that stuff. So for me, I had to detach from horoscopes and astrology. Yeah, because it's just a control Mm -hmm. thing. Or it was for me anyway. (laughs) Everyone's different. I don't know. Guys, we don't know. But um, let us know if you have any experience with it. We'd love to hear it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, Sue, okay, so we left. We have this quick mini episode because we had the great episode with a magician where I completely lost my cool and could not handle that I was not a magician as well. Um, after the episode, I was really having a tough time. He fine. was so nice so afterwards and he invited me to hang out with him and this magician round table. And I was like, oh my God. And I was so upset we weren't recording because I wanted to tell the listeners like, guys, there's a magician round table. It's real. And we were all going to hang out. Um, but then I couldn't because I have a baby. <laughs> I had to go. Wait, where is it? It was just like a local coffee shop where, but I don't want to blow up a spot, but like a bunch of musicians magicians just hang out they might be also music musicians I don't know but um (laughs) and (laughs) musician musicians and they all just hang out and he invited me and I was so honored um but it hasn't happened yet but if it does I will call in but why I needed to make this episode happen is because Sue Smith this amazing woman right here went to the magic castle in Los Angeles well, so what was it? So all I saw on Instagram was you have you look amazing and you're with another couple. You and your husband are with another couple. I don't know these people, um, but they all look happy and you're in a place called the Magic Castle. And I just wanted to wait to this podcast for you to tell me every detail. Yeah. So you do know them. It's Phil from UCB. Phil. Oh, I do know them. <laughs> Phil Sorry, Costello and his and his partner Jamie and okay. her friend works there. So usually it's invite oh. only, and you <gasps> can only, and that's the that's only so way exciting. you can get in is be invited by a member of the Magic Castle. Oh my gosh! But her friend works there, so we got in, and they were like, um, "There's a very strict dress code," which really? I looked up and I thought I was following, but then I got there and they were like, "I'm sorry, we need to take your coat." And they mm. took my coat because I was wearing a leather coat. I didn't like leather's I put on not a allowed. Fancy dress. I guess not. And I had wow. to. They gave me a shawl. It was so crazy. <gasps> so you really yeah. have to look more like a gypsy woman. <laughs> you really have to like. There's a dress code, and it's gypsy, and that's it. If you're a woman. But you know what? Gypsy woman is very popular in LA right now. So I think it, you also, it could work for you. <laughs> I think it could actually. That's my aesthetic. That's what I'm going for. So you go in and it's very creepy. It's very like sleep no more-ish, but it's not, it's old. It's like from the 80s. So it's not like trying oh. to be that. It just is that. It just happens to be like, please don't go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You will have nightmares. That's what it is. Um, so you go in and the way you get from the lobby to uh, the like main room is you have to, there's a little owl on a bookshelf and you have to say the secret password, which no. is open sesame. <laughs> no, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, and then the owl opens like the bookshelf and then the, it goes into a, a main room. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no very, they're very strict about no pictures. So, mm. Um, my friend Jamie tried to take a picture and the guy came over and like 
watched her as she deleted her the pictures that she had just taken. He was like, there's cameras all around me. You have to delete those pictures. It was crazy. Whoa. So wait, this is just a guy who was like hanging out like a, a guard? <laughs> yeah, like a security guard. Okay, so we're in the lobby and then it's like a packed bar and then we go into like a little room off the bar and there's a piano playing and this piano mm-hmm. is playing by itself and it'll oh. play... But it's not like a regular piano play player. It's like um, it'll play anything you're talking about. So no way. Of course, we were trying to we were trying to challenge it, and we were like, and and their whole their whole story is that it's played by a ghost named Irma. Um, <laughs> but there, but we were trying to challenge it. So I was like, Irma, play God's Plan by Drake, and she played it. <gasps> and so it's like the first Alexa was yeah, Irma, kinda. Kind of. And then later we were talking about baseball and we didn't even say this, but she casually started playing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. <gasps> yeah, it's really creepy. Um, so I looked it up and I guess there's people think that there's like a speaker with someone listening in to it mm-hmm, in the background. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what it is. Um, Wait, so the, the piano just plays so somebody's like getting it to magically play? I guess somebody's like behind the thing playing it or something. No one That's really so knows. Cool. It's a yeah. trick. It's magic. I love it. Yeah. So that uh, was cool. And okay. then they have like three or four different theaters with shows all night. And then there's oh. like a, a downstairs area with like small shows with magicians with card tricks and stuff. So we went to two shows and one little downstairs card trick. Um the first show was a guy I was amazed by. He was doing, <laughs> he was like passing coins back and forth and doing card tricks that I thought were really uh. cool. But then afterwards, my husband, who's very into magic, was like, oh, this is how he did this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. So he kind of ruined the illusion for me. <laughs> like I was trying to do the entire time. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that. And I was like, no, no, no. It was just magic. Like, it's not a big deal. It was magic. And then it is a big deal. <laughs> and then we went downstairs and the, it's like this dungeony area with two rooms. And we went in one room and there's like a guy who if you picture um, magician, this is what this man looked like, like wearing okay. a full tux with a top hat. His name was okay. Hannibal. Ew. Um, I know Jamie made us like he's probably sick. very successful. <laughs> I think I'm well, I he ended name. up being amazing. Like, Jamie made oh, us course. sit like in the front row around it's like you know, like a poker table. And oh. so we were sitting at the table with him as he was doing his magic. And I was sitting so close to him, his vibe was like freaking me out. Like, I don't know yes. what it was. I was like, I need to move away. So I made Austin change spots with me because I was like, I can't be this close to him. Because he, it's really, I don't know, something about the vibe yeah. was like really weirding me out. So then, so I sat in a different spot. I changed spots with Austin. So he did this thing where he was, um, he had one coin in one hand and he would switch it to the other hand just by like okay. magic. Okay. Um, and the other magician had done that. And Austin had just been like, oh, he did it with, like, magnetic coins. That's how he did it. You just didn't see the magnetic Uh, coins. But with this guy, we were up close and we were looking at everything he was doing. So at one point, he took my hand. He he had – 
his hands open and he had no coins in his right hand and two coins in his left hand. And then he took my hand uh-huh. um, and he held his hand face down on mine. And I swear to God, I felt it vibrating so hard. Like I felt <gasps> like, like his, um, his energy, his energy, like almost like, you know, like a like on a cartoon or like in a He-Man when you see people shooting energy out of their palms. Yes, I do know. I well, felt like that. Reiki healers are like a lot about energy and they have that and they radiate it and that's like a real thing too. Or scam, I don't know. Yeah, so he, I, I could feel that energy. So he had two coins in one hand and no coins in the other hand and I could feel his energy. He was holding my hand and then he was like thinking or like he gave it a beat and then one of the coins went into my hand. No. And I... I don't know where it came from or how he did it, and it it just went into my hand. Oh my gosh! It was That's so exciting. wild. That's so wild. So wait, what does this room look like? You're like in a downstairs dungeon. Is it just a tiny poker table? Is it like are there cloaks in the room? Like what is the room like? It's like a tiny poker table in a basement with like um like stone walls. Yeah, there may be 15 people in the room, maybe. And everybody is like laser focused on the sky. And, and like then dim lighting, dim lighting. Very, yeah, 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 like candles, like very creepy. Wow. Yeah. So like, and then he did this thing where um, he was doing all these card tricks. And he made us like everyone sitting at the poker table shuffle the cards like a bunch of times. And then he was so tapped into the cards he turned away from the cards and then made a girl flip them over one by one and he could see he knew which card was going over as she was flipping them. Mm, so like mm-hmm. she would flip and he would be like ace of diamonds, she would flip another one, he'd be like two of hearts, three of black, three of whatever and he right. was right every time. But he was turned he was faced away from them. Yeah, like, cuz he, he just probably knew. had it memorized. <laughs> no, but we all shuffled them memorized. before, Caitlin. You shuffled them? Yes, yeah, so everyone at the table shuffled the cards before she did that. And she didn't, like, there wasn't, like, another deck? Like, he didn't, like, have, like, a, a second deck he flipped in there? Didn't seem like it. Hmm, I love this. I wonder if any of the cards, so he, his back was turned, he couldn't see any of the card that you held up. No. Oh, my jeez. So, but. There's got to be something. Well, how do you think answer. he did the coin one, then, if you think that that's a trick? No. I think it's I magic. don't know. Yeah, okay. I'm sure I'm sure it is. I just have to like I have to be there. I, Sue, I would be the worst audience member. I'd be having the hardest time. I could not relax and for people to be like just enjoy it. I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. I'm such a like I just want to be in on it. I just want to be a female magician. That's yeah, there it. was one. There was one. She her show was too crowded. We didn't get to go, but there was one. And she had oh. her little magic case in like a in a caboodle, which I loved. Oh, I love. <laughs> Good for her. Hot pink. If you're going to do magic, make it hot pink. I bet also like if you worked at that place, that's like the creme de la creme to work at. Like it's fun and sounds silly, but it's probably like an amazing gig to get. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. And then we saw one more show and it was this guy upstairs and it was his first time at the Magic Castle. And it was like a big deal for him. And he was from Brooklyn, which I was like, represent. Great. Um, And he was a mentalist and he did... Um, he, Austin was very into it. So he asked for a volunteer and Austin stood up and he guessed how much cash Austin had on him. Like perfectly, like (gasps) 
he was asking Austin about his question or about like his jacket or something, which I guess that's context clues. Like he was like, where'd you get your jacket? I think so, yeah. And Austin was like, TJ Maxx. Uh, but then he <laughs> – I have $20 on me, <laughs> 20 to $5 at all times. And then he wrote it down and he wrote, Austin will have $43. And that's exactly how much he had. Oh, my gosh. I That's so cool. I wonder if, like, there's anything of, like, where he watches people where they come in. Like, I'm just so curious. I want to, like – the problem is – and the problem we had with our – not problem, but what I perceive as a problem is I want to be in on everything and I want to tell, have everybody tell us how everything's done. But it was interesting because our last guest, he was talking about the difference between like a mentalist and a magician, like magic versus like mind games. And I think that's two different worlds that I didn't even know about. Well, also the mentalist, he did the card trick where he had the um, thing memorized the deck of cards memorized but he did it differently and it wasn't as impressive impressive to be honest but he also yeah. had um he had a giant book of all the works of Shakespeare and he had hmm. the first half of that memorized so he gave the book to someone <laughs> in the audience and he told them to open to a page and he just like recited all of everything that was on that particular page. So he started as an actor. It's very hard to get work, especially yeah. Shakespearean work if you're not traveling. Exactly. And then he for- turned it into a magician work. Okay, you know yeah, what? Sure. <laughs> He's, it's working for him. Yeah, good for him. You know, good for <laughs> He's him. He's getting hired. Good for him. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at 
hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. No, like just the whole the coin thing with the guy transferring the coins from one hand to the other. I was like, whoa. Well, yeah. And when you're a recipient of the magic, it's yeah. so mind blowing because you're like you. I think that's the most exciting thing. If you ever see like any of the any of the Netflix specials of like David Blaine or something, people are going ape shit because there he does it to people in person. Yeah. It's so insane. Yeah. yeah it was real crazy. And I it, love it. And it was really creepy and it was very fancy and everybody was wearing like like even fancier than wedding attire. It was crazy. I love a dress code. I love that. I love a gypsy formal dress code. <laughs> <laughs> gypsy, but make it magic. But make it magic. Mm-hmm. So that was a magic That's castle. Amazing. That's all I wanted to hear about. Yeah. Um, we should tell everyone that people have been asking us about the fire festival and i want you to know this is the whole reason i wanted to start the podcast was to talk about the fire festival but i've been interrupted by so many good scams but we are going to talk about the fire festival next week it's on its way fire festival is coming it's coming it's on the slate yes Um, we're both going to watch both documentaries we're going to be like fired up um and we are going to be fired up (laughs) We are going to like gab all about it and just also call in if you want to tell us what you think about it as well. Like we've had people email. We love it. Like let's just keep this conversation going. Wait, I hate to put you on the spot. Have you been scammed lately or how's your, how's your scammy life? Yes, I have been scammed lately. So I have had the most frustrating time with moving right now because mm. we – our building, I think I shared this on a different, I don't even know if I shared it with the listeners, but um, our building was being sold. And basically there's like a series of things you can do as like a New York City resident. You can protect yourself, all these things. And I could have stayed in our building and um, worked with a lawyer and got our guy to the new landlord to um, pay us to leave, which happens a lot because if you, I think it's intent to like redo and refurbish and then like put a building back on the market to make money off of it, you, I think the laws are that like you have to pay people if you want them to leave or like there's like, if there's, you can't like evict them if your intent is to then like redo it and make it like a a condo or something. So we would, we would have been in this like great situation. And I was like six months pregnant when our, sadly our landlady died, who we loved, who was like a grandmother. And 
they told me that they were going to sell the building. And so this whole time, like during my pregnancy and the first year of my baby's life, they were like, we'd get calls each week. There'd be real estate agents taking people through the house to sell it. Like it was just so crazy and chaotic. And I was so upset the whole time. And then also thinking like, are we going to sell it? Are we going to get money for it? This and that. So through all of this, like my sweet husband is like, no, we're just going to move. Like we're just going to move. And I, I couldn't stand it because I thought like we were missing out on an opportunity. And like, what if they gave us a lot of money? Could we use it for Lewis's like college fund, this and that, and all of these things. And we could have technically like worked with a lawyer and then like took him to court and all of this stuff. And my husband's like, you want to go to court with like a one-year-old? Like, no, that's not, it's not healthy. It's not for us. And the building was in complete disarray. And there's like stuff coming down from the ceiling in the hallway. Like it was a, a rough place. And we put a lot of work and love into it. And we've been in there for six years and I did a bunch of renovations myself. So it felt like my home, it was my home in so many ways, but we, so we start getting anxious and I start looking for apartments and we just start like chatting with friends and we go and see this apartment and Alan walks in right away and he's like, this is it. This is our home. It's perfect. Yeah. And, but all of this time I'm like, wait, what about this deal? What about this, you know, thing, this guy's pushing us out. Like, I don't want to get scammed. All I, all I want is to not be like taken advantage of, um, or have my family like lose an opportunity. So it comes down to just being insanely exhausted overwhelmed. And we just go like, you know what, we're just moving out and we're just going to like give up really this like fight. And I felt so kind of like embarrassed or like stupid or like I wasn't strong enough or tough enough. And I literally didn't have the bandwidth to like go through it. And I, I know a lot of like New York city residents or most places in the world, like when they're trying to like refurbish and redo it, they just like ruin these communities and cut people out. And I just like, didn't want to be another family who was like forced to leave. But so we go forward and we, Alan is just like, we can do it. It's fine. And I literally tell him I'm so overwhelmed with this and with the baby that I can't, I just like, didn't even have like the energy to like fight. So we, we end up just saying goodbye to our old place. We have this new place and our, the landlord, our new landlord of the place that was like, we could have asked for money from was like, I'll pay your broker's fee if you can get out fast. And then he said, and he like brought us to like his friend who was a realist. All of this is so scammy. I, I know if you're listening, you're like, you're getting taken advantage of. And I really hated it. And, um, so then he wanted us to go to his, um, real estate company that he like works with and he really likes them. And, he was going to have us work with his friend, the realtor. So he was going to pay the broker's fee because he owed him a favor. Like it's all so crazy. We found our own real estate agent and we found our own thing. And we said like, well, will you pay for that broker's fee? And he said he'd pay for half. And I was like, God, what a shithead. So he comes over to look at us as we're moving out and I have the baby and I'm exhausted. And he goes, I go, so you're going to pay for the broker fee? And he goes half. And I said, you know what? It'd be just real great if you could just do the whole thing. And I'm like struggling with the stroller. I look like I'm about to cry. I'm so worn out. And he goes, okay, I'll do it for the baby. (laughs) I was like, so my little son who's smiling at him is the one who got us our broker's fee paid for. And I'll tell you, Sue, this new apartment is magic. It is so beautiful. It is so, it's like twice as big as our old place. 
It's next to a park. It's next to a school that is like the school he would want to go to one day. Like it is so spectacular. The landlady here is the kindest girl. She's 26. She like inherited this building from her family. Like she is the most loving. We have new appliances in our kitchen. I mean, it could not be more perfect. And we had to sign this paperwork. And of course, like the old scammy guy made us sign a thing that said we wouldn't sue him. And I was like, I don't care. I just like never want to speak to you again. And he was telling me about the apartment and he's going to redo it. And I said, oh, I'd love to see, you know, because I love home improvement, how it'll look. And he goes, well, I don't want you to be jealous. Ugh. And I looked at him and I was like, ew, I never want to live here. <laughs> I said, like, I'll, I never want to live here again. And I don't want to live in this area or in this building. Like, we're really happy. And it was just really exciting to say out loud, like, no, I, I have no desire to be a part of this. Yeah. When at the time, like for, and I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but every single person I spoke to was like, so how's the apartment hunt? I realized like within the last year and a half, I've been talking about my anxiety with this apartment kind of nonstop, really obnoxiously, I guess. And so now we're in and it's like the biggest weight is lifted. And I kind of said like, okay, to not put up a fight and not like try and not be scammed, which is so unlike me. I just, I'm ready to ready for the fight. I'm ready to yeah. make sure like we don't get one pulled over on us. And thank God my husband's just like, can we just put this one away? And can we just like live a happy life? And it was worth it. It was worth not fighting. Which you seem like much lighter, like a weight has been <laughs> yeah. lifted. A weight has been lifted. An apartment has been lifted. Um, we're now designing the new space and there's just like tons of room for the baby to run. And it's just so happy. And I didn't Honestly, it's so crazy because when you are in like our world of like studying scams and trying not to be scammed and trying to be as smart as you can in every business situation, I didn't expect it to work out well, which is so pessimistic. Yeah. <laughs> but it really worked out great. And I'm so happy to not uh, fight a scam. <laughs> good. Yeah. I don't know if you had that when I went into my new apartment. I just felt this like, oh, yeah, this is the one. I just like felt the vibe, you know? Yeah. Well, so that's what was so crazy is that Alan had felt the vibe and I was so overwhelmed and so worried that we were getting taken advantage of and kind of like preoccupied with this like loss of the apartment. I couldn't even see how great it was. And then we were in here and I was like, oh shit, this is great. And Alan, who I usually don't let make any apartment decisions, (laughs) he made a good choice. (laughs) Publicly say he did a great job. I think that I was very preoccupied with getting scammed too when I got my new apartment so I was like okay like I was very much on top of the landlord I was like all right you're gonna do this this and this and she was like chill out and I was like oh yeah well in New York everyone takes advantage of you so I just (laughs) sorry hi we're New Yorkers we are very high strung (laughs) like people always especially in the real estate people just want to fuck you over They do. Well, so we were talking with our producer, Caitlin, we were in the studio and she had said that there's certain law firms in Brooklyn that just will take um, tenant cases like for free, basically, because it's like a a no, it's like a a no nonsense win, like, or like a, 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 what is it? Like not a thought or not, not a question that they'll totally win because the laws for tenants are so great in New York City. So they will beat any landlord battle. Right. But, um, because there's so many fights. <laughs> it's New York is a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. So yeah, so that was the thing. Is like I let us get probably 
in some way lightly scammed, but also we got away with a broker's fee and, you know, a baby making an old creepy man feel feelings. So it was like, good. So great. <laughs> good job, Lou. I know. Louis is starting. <laughs> We're so proud. Guys, there's so much scam. We're so excited that you're listening to this podcast because there's so much, a plethora of our lives up until this point. We were just going to release this podcast every other week and then yeah. we were like, there's too many scams. There's too many scams. We, yeah, we were like, oh, we'll, we'll like trickle it out. And then no, we're just like constantly bombarded with scams and our amazing readers. I was at an audition the other day and we're going to have a guest on who was one of the casting associates whose dad was scammed. And I was like, get oh. on my podcast. Everyone's been scammed. Everyone's America. been scammed. It is. It's so much better than murder. I prefer. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay, guys. So we're so excited about the fire. Fire. I want to call it a firefly festival, but that's not true. The fire. I always fest- want to call it the fry festival because it looks like fry <laughs> shoes to me. Yeah. Okay. There's a festival happening. If you have any um, insights or calls or just like feelings about the um, two documentaries, which we're going to watch and then report, you can call us on our hotline. The hot tip hotline is 347 509 9414. Again, that's 347-509-9414. And we will take your calls because we love to talk the shit. It's so fun. We love a call. We absolutely love a call. It gives me life. It gives me such joy. It makes me feel like what we do matters. It's like I have a lot of feelings. It's like we're changing lives. (laughs) Yeah. You took the time to call because people just text these days and we need to bring back calling. Yes. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for listening. We're obsessed with you. We love you. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.